Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. Before I start, I just want to thank all the people that have reached out to tell me they are enjoying the show. I'm I'm having a lot of fun and, and learning a lot, so it's nice to hear that people find these topics interesting. Now, if I could just get my shit together and put out episodes at a faster pace, that would be great. But anyway, so this is... Episode 28, The Principle of Cause and Effect, which is principle number six of the seven hermetic principles. So we are on the home stretch. So the the principle of cause and effect states that every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. Now, I hesitate to say this principle is interesting because I feel like I say that for every principle. But the truth is, every one of these seven principles are fascinating. In fact, I can say that studying these principles has been life-changing, and I have just scratched the surface. So, yes, the Hermetic principles are fascinating, and this one is no different. So while there's a lot to unpack, one of the more interesting aspects of this principle is the idea that chance or randomness does not occur in the universe. This is interesting because if true, it means that nothing, and I mean nothing, ever happens randomly. Instead, every moment and every event that has ever occurred has happened for a reason. And If everything happens for a reason, then this implies that we are bound to fate. And if we are bound to fate, this means that everything that has happened in your life thus far was destined to happen, that your life has been predetermined. Now, this is a frightening thought because it means we are not in control of our life. Sure, fate is cool if you are destined to be the one, right? If your fate is to become Neo and save humanity from the machines, then maybe a predetermined life ain't so bad. But what if you were destined to be a loser? What if it was predetermined that you would amount to nothing more than just another cog in the machine? That no matter how hard you tried, you would never and could never be more than just another spoke in the wheel, just another small, insignificant member of an enormous system. Now, if that's the case, suddenly the idea of fate or destiny doesn't seem so cool. In fact, it becomes downright terrifying. So, which is it? Are we in control of our life or not? Do we or do we not have free will? In order to try to answer this question, we must take it all the way back, back to the origins of the universe and ask, how did it all come to be? Where did the universe come from? I mean... Is the universe a product of chance or a product of design? Well, the difference between a product of chance and a product of design comes down to planning and purpose. If the universe was formed by chance, then it would mean that there is no plan, no purpose, no end goal. Instead, everything is just randomly occurring. And if the universe was designed, then this would indicate that there is that there is an end goal and everything that has happened and will continue to happen is happening according to a plan so that the end goal is reached. So which is it? Is the universe a product of random acts or a product of purposeful acts? 
Well, if you've been paying attention to the episodes on alchemy, then you know that the alchemical view is that there is a plan, that our universe was designed and created in the mind of the all. So if the alchemists are correct and our universe is in fact created, then by law, our universe must not and cannot contain any chance or randomness because that's how creation works. In fact, in order to create anything, you need thought, intention, and purpose. Let's, let's think about it. Imagine you have the opportunity to design and create your dream home. In order to design this house, you must first visualize what it will look like. This is your end goal. You then formulate a comprehensive and detailed plan in order to accomplish this goal. So at any point during the planning process, would you leave any part of the design up to chance? Now, this may seem like a dumb question, but the answer is you can't. You can't leave anything to chance because there are literally thousands of decisions you must make if you are to achieve your goal. But it's more than just making decisions because when it comes to the design and creation process, each decision is dependent on the previous decision. So I want to say that one more time for emphasis. When it comes to the design and creation process, each decision is dependent on the previous decision. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Imagine the catastrophe if you started building your dream home, having never, design, having never designed the kitchen, instead deciding to leave all the details of the kitchen to chance. If this were the case, it would be impossible to finish the house. And it's true. You can't finish your house without knowing every detail about the kitchen because now there's a bunch of unknowns in your plan and too many unknowns make the plan impossible to follow. When designing a house, every decision you make impacts your next decision. And when there are unknowns present, this means at some point you won't have the necessary information needed to achieve your goal. Unknowns also mean your final vision is not complete. And without a complete vision, you can't form a plan. And if you can't form a plan, you can't build anything. See, according to the Kabbalion, we can imagine nothing outside of the all being outside of the law. And that only because the all is the law in itself. There is no room in the universe for a something outside of and independent of law. Existence of such a something would render all natural laws ineffective and would plunge the universe into chaotic disorder and lawlessness. So what the Kabbalion is saying is that chance not only doesn't exist, but can't exist because any randomness introduced in the system would destroy the universe as we know it. So this means that everything is connected. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. You are here because your parents made sweet, sweet love. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's weird to think about your parents. But anyway, they created you. And your parents were created by their parents, your grandparents. And your grandparents were created by their parents, your great-grandparents. And it keeps going all the way back to a single source. 
And here's the mind blower. If your great, 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 great grandparents didn't do the nasty, you would not be here right now. Or at the very least, you would not be you. Because different variables produce different results. You were not created by chance. Instead, you were the product of all the people that came before you, all your family members, all the way back to the original source. The Kabbalion states, a careful examination will show that what we call chance is merely an expression relating to obscure causes, causes that we cannot perceive, causes that we cannot understand. What the Kabbalion is saying here is that what looks like chance on the surface is in fact not chance at all. Instead, it's a predictable outcome based on previous events, which we are not capable of calculating. So imagine you're shooting dice in the alley. You pick up the dice, you shake them up a bit in your hand, and then you give them a little toss. What number comes up? Well, it's impossible for any of us to know, right? And it's true. We have no idea, and because we have no way of knowing the outcome, we call the outcome random, believing that whatever happened before we tossed the dice had no effect on the outcome. But is this true? Is this correct? Well, according to the principle of cause and effect, all the factors leading up to the moment that you threw the dice played a role in determining or really predetermining the outcome, how you picked up the dice. How many times and how hard you shook them in your hand, the speed, angle, and force at which you threw them, the type of surface they landed on, all these factors plus, plus numer- numerous others all play a role in determining the outcome. And if, just like in your family lineage, if any of those factors were changed even slightly, we would most likely see a different outcome. We don't currently have the ability to calculate all those factors, so throwing dice seems like it produces random outcomes. However, if we somehow had the ability to calculate all those factors, the idea is that we would be able to correctly predict the outcome of each role. This also means that with enough computing power, in theory, you could not only predict the future, you could also trace everything back to a single source. And if you could trace everything back to a single source, you would easily see how everything is connected, that nothing ever happened by chance. You would see that everything that has happened that, or everything that has ever happened has happened for a reason. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. So this leads us back to the original question. Do we or do we not have free will? Well, there's a book written by the neuroscientist, by a neuroscientist, philosopher, and podcast host, Sam Harris, titled Free Will. Sam, who is a brilliant thinker, argues that we don't have free will. He concludes that the person you are, your thoughts, emotions, actions, and decisions are predetermined based on your environment, meaning that everything in your life, the person you have become, and every decision you have ever made is based on factors like your parents, your gender, your race, the year you were born, the state, city, or country you were born, your religious influence, your neighborhood, your economic status, the culture in which you were raised. All these factors plus many more determine everything about you. And just like the dice example, the outcome of your life is predetermined by the factors preceding it. Or in other words, if you had the ability to add up all these factors, you could correctly predict a person's behavior. 
And we can't forget the most interesting part. If any of those factors in your life were different, you would be a completely different person. And on some level, you know this is true. Just think about how different your life would be if you were born in a different country. What if you grew up on a farm instead of a big city? What if you grew up in a strict conservative religious household instead of a hippie community? What if you were born gay instead of straight? What if your entire family was taken out by a drone strike? If you think about this, you quickly realize that any of your... So if you think about this, you quickly realize that if any of your initial environmental conditions were different in your life, your personality and even your understanding of the world would be immensely different than it is right now. Think about it like this. Would Mike Tyson be Mike Tyson had he been born into a rich, successful family? Would Jeff Bezos still be the richest man in the world if he had been born into a poor in in a poor village in a third world country? Probably not. Mike Tyson and Jeff Bezos are who they are because of the environment in which they were raised. And that's basically the argument Sam Harris is making. And it's a damn good argument. But is it correct? Well, according to the Kabbalion, the majority of people are carried along like the falling stone, obedient to environment, outside influences, and internal moods, desires, etc., Not to speak of the desires and wills of others stronger than themselves, heredity, environment, and and suggestion, carrying them along without resistance on their part, or the exercise of the will. Move like the pawns on the checkerboard of life. They play their parts and are laid aside after the game is over. But the masters, knowing the rules of the game, rise above the plane of material life and placing themselves in touch with higher powers of their nature dominating their moods, characters, qualities, and polarity, as well as the environment surrounding them, and thus become movers in the game instead of pawns, causes instead of effects. The masters do not escape the causation of the higher planes, but fall in with the higher laws, and thus master circumstances on the lower plane. They thus form a conscious part of the law instead of being mere blind instruments. While they serve on the higher planes, they rule on the material plane. So what the Gabalian is saying is that when it comes to the debate of whether or not we have free will, the answer is yes and no, and it depends. This is because as the fourth hermetic principle states, all truths are but half-truths. So one half of the truth is that we all are slaves and victims to our initial programming. During the first seven years of life, we are entirely programmed by outside influences, such as our parents, culture, society, and environment. This has been proven scientifically. During during these first seven years, our brain frequency is mostly in theta, which is a a state of hypnosis and hyper-learning. In other words, the moment you were born until the age of seven, your brain is basically a sponge soaking up all the information it can so you can learn how to operate in the world. And on one hand, this deep learning or programming phase is extremely beneficial because it gives us the opportunity to learn the necessary skills and mannerisms and thought patterns needed to become a fully capable human being and successful member of society. 
On the other hand, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So this means that there's also a downside to this programming phase, which is that these learned beliefs, mannerisms, and thought patterns are stored in your subconscious mind permanently. So there's two interesting facts about your subconscious mind. One, your subconscious mind operates in the background and you are unaware of its actions. This is the meaning of subconscious. It operates below your consciousness, below your awareness. And two, your subconscious mind controls 95% of your total mind. This means you are controlled by your subconscious mind. It means that 95% of who you are today, the way you think, your personality, your interests, your beliefs, and your interpretation of the world are all based on those first seven years of life. However, the other half of the truth is that even though we are bound to our initial programming, we all possess the ability to change this programming. In other words, this means we do possess some free will or at least the potential to have free will, but it is a skill that must be learned and developed. And this is what alchemy and even more specifically, the hermetic principles are all about. They provide information which teaches us how to wake up and unlock our minds so we can begin to reprogram ourselves so that we become our fate's master instead of its slave. As Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. He also said, a man likes to believe that he is the master of his soul, but as long as he is unable to control his moods and emotions or to be conscious of the myriad secret ways in which unconscious factors insinuate themselves into his arrangements and decisions, he is certainly not his own master. So here's the thing. We are all born in the matrix. We all start out asleep, just like the programmed robots in Westworld, oblivious and unaware that our lives are being dictated and controlled by programs which we did not choose. However, despite being programmed, we still have the potential to to be free, but you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to set forth on the journey of self-discovery. You have to be willing to follow the white rabbit. So basically, the principle of cause and effect comes down to this. You either make things happen for you or you allow things to happen to you. This means some of us have free will and some of us don't. So what will it be? The red pill or the blue pill? See you on the other side.